What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 207th episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. Wink. I am so tired of messing with the lighting in this room trying to get this hole in my head gone. I don't know. Is it the hole in your head or is it the really shiny spot? Looks like you've been waxing. You've been putting wax up there, man. Yeah, I don't know what's going (laughs) on. I got a sunburn in Prescott last week, so there might Uh, be some flakes up here, but it shouldn't be putting a uh, giant hole in my head. I don't know. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. Joker contributes 8,000 channel points to the Make Game Guard Relic Challenge. Oh, yes. I like it. If y'all are unaware, we have a challenge. It's not going on much longer. I'm not sure if we're going to hit the mark. I got to add another week to it, like I said, but uh, let me me go find out where we're at with this. All right. So I'm looking at right now, we're at 50% um, on making GMP's Game Guard Relic. We are halfway there, people. Halfway there. I'm I'm maxing out what I got. We are a little over halfway there now. All right. I extended it two weeks. I'm feeling very generous tonight. So you have two more weeks from today to uh, to do this. Actually, I, like I should it. make it uh, 16 days so that uh, it covers the next two podcasts. So there you go. I like it. Um, yeah, and to do that, you just click the little Zeta deal at the bottom of the Twitch chat while we're live, and then click the little poll at the top, and you will contribute to making this beautiful thing happen. It'll be absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, so uh, speaking of you know office renovations, you're needing to redo some lighting. Um, I redid my office, as you can tell. I'm not using the green screen anymore, but the very exciting thing that I'm I'm so excited. So tomorrow <laughs> something arrives and it is it is the epoxy for my new desk. So this weekend I am going to be pouring I, the epoxy uh I am if you didn't already know I'm doing one of those like wood and epoxy tables or desk things. Um and that is going to be my new desk for in here. We're a podcast, so I'm I'm pretty excited. I cannot wait to get that thing done. I, I'm actually just really praying it goes well because it could be an expensive error if things go poorly. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We will see. I'll tell uh, you what. I did not. Uh, I uh, did not hear epoxy coming. I thought you said tomorrow the apocalypse was coming. That's where. 
the first few letters of that, what you were saying, I thought it was it, going. It might. I mean, I mean have you been paying attention to more than 20? Yeah. Like, the, the freaking so. U.S. government announced, like, spacecrafts not made on this planet, and nobody's talking about it. What? Uh, oh, you didn't hear about that? I've not heard about See, that. See, that's my entire freaking point. Yeah. Like, literally, the U.S. government, Pentagon, put out a video, like, they put out footage, and they've said, yeah, they're, like, aircraft that weren't made on this planet, and it's not even being talked about. It's crazy. All right. Well, I guess we know what our main topic for the night is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe somebody should throw that into one of the Q&As, because that's the topic of discussion tonight. We're taking your questions off of Discord. We've been asking you guys since last week. So we're doing this podcast, and we're doing our Patreon-only podcast, which, of course, if you would like to check that out, make sure you go to patreon.com slash shattered order and join one of the tiers, man. We would love your support. Um, if you enjoy the show, uh, we would love it if you would support us. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, we're going to be doing giveaways. Um, we're going to double the giveaways next week. Um, so we haven't given away a t-shirt this month, but I've got the list of all you of everybody's names and we'll do a giveaway next week on that. Um, and uh, and then we'll give one away for next month, like we do. And maybe we'll give away some stickers to some Twitch subscribers, too. How's that sound? I like it. All right. Let's do it. Um, but first, before we get to the Q&A, we have to talk about this. Hey, guys. What did you do in Swoga this week? Oh, yes. We have to talk about the most exciting week in Swaga ever. This is where you wait, wait, cue wait. the crickets. We missed part of the intro stuff. Did we? I had some stuff I wanted. Oh, you don't have the notes open, so. No, I do. I was, you don't know what I was going to say. Oh, Lord. Whole, holy hell. I, <laughs> no. No, so I scrolled down on the notes, and I just scrolled past it. Not even kidding. So oh, yeah, all right. so yeah. Well, before we get to what I played, let, let's talk about what you had here. It's not Swag related. It it's is not Star Wars related, true. so there is that. But uh, I just wanted to mention that I started re- reading, put it in quotes. Uh, I, be- I bought, through Audible, I bought the book Galaxy's Edge Black Spire Output, Outpost. Okay. To uh, listen to on the way to our cabin this past weekend and then just to listen to in the car on the way to and from work and let me just say if you haven't read that book yet it is pretty good so far i'm about i'm about 60 percent into it and the thing i like about it is it pretty much explains everything that you see in galaxy's edge at disney world or disneyland like uh there's a lady that runs around with blue-tipped hair and wearing a resistance vest. I never really visually realized what the cue was there on who that is, but it, she is the main character from the Phasma and the Black Spire Outpost book because huh. the Phasma book was written by the same author as the one that does the Black Spire Outpost book. And so... I like the Phasma book. I'm really digging this one now, but it's pretty cool. If you haven't read it, go check it out because it explains a lot of the things that you see 
in uh, the Disneyland uh, lands, they're all totally uh, merged together on what was written and what they did with the land. I'm sure the book was based off the land, but it tells you who Oga is because you got Oga's cantina there in Galaxy's Edge. This actually fleshes out Oga and the character of who she is, all kinds of really cool stuff. So I just want to recommend that book if you haven't read it and you are a Disney fan and plan to go to Galaxy's Edge because it'll give you all kinds of different perspectives on what you're seeing there. Pretty cool. I can't wait to go there again now that I've listened to this. I may have so. checked that out. I've got some audible credits sitting around, so I may have to check that one out. Um, it, you've probably heard me talk about it, but Audible has some absolutely amazing Star Wars books. Um, if you haven't even tried Audible yet, I highly suggest it. AudibleTrial.com slash Shattered Order. There is a link in the show notes. You can go get a free 30-day trial, get a free audiobook, get to keep it even if you cancel, you know, before. Uh, if you cancel before 30 days up, you don't know anything and you get to keep the book. So it's kind of hard to go wrong. Highly suggest it. But all of these Star Wars books are absolutely freaking fabulous. I think I've listened to eight or nine, maybe 10 of them at this point. Um, and the new Thrawn book's about to be coming out. So I, I can't wait for that. But in the meantime, I might have to check out uh, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, check it out. It is pretty cool. Cool. So I think that if you like Star Wars books, you'll like this. I really like the characters, so now I'm like now I'm gonna be uh, campaigning for uh, a new Resistance character here, the oh, Emirati yeah. Resistance spy. Good stuff. I like it. <laughs> um, so you had one yeah. other question. I did. What is this? Hey boys, it's your favorite time of the day. The time where we all pop our tops off and relax. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what pop are you topping topping? Popping? What pop are what, you topping? What pop tonight? are you topping tonight? <laughs> Alright, so oh, I words. went back into the Prairie Artisan Ales uh box here. Okay. And uh I got something called Blueberry Boyfriend. <laughs> Blueberry Boyfriend. It's a weird name. It's a sour ale with blueberries and lemon zest, and this thing is freaking delicious. If you can see this can, it's, it's pretty funny, too. Yes, the can is hilarious. I love it. <laughs> it's good stuff. So, yeah, Very I'm enjoying nice. that. Sounds good. Um, I am sitting here drinking a Fat Tire Amber Ale. Um, like, nice. Like my usual go-to, just like just to have a beer or whatever, like what I usually like. If I'm out of the good stuff and I have to go to the grocery store, I usually get Dos Equis. You cannot find Dos Equis. You cannot find Corona. You cannot find Tecate. You cannot find, like, any Mexican beer anywhere. It is. It's crazy. Um, All the Mexican breweries are closed, I thought. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a shortage at the moment. Every now and then one will come in. It's it's madness. Um, You were drinking Tecate last week, weren't you? I, maybe I, I think I have a couple left. I bought. A, See, I a thought while I saw back. some cans of that, dude. My my beer fridge, mean. my beer fridge is very bare. Um, like I've got basically nothing in there, um, which is just disappointing. Um, but fat tire is pretty good. I'm also drinking um, some very delicious uh, coffee. Nice. I love coffee. 
said it was Black Rifle. Who's the guy that runs yeah. that company? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, Big bearded guy. I know that much. Yeah. I, I like <laughs> Black Rifle. Their, uh, all their promotions and commercials and everything are absolutely hilarious. And, um, and their coffee is fantastic. Very nice. Big fan. Well, I'll keep drinking this the entire podcast. Hopefully by the Patreon QA, be a little uh, toasty. Well, I like it. Let's get a little toasty. And um, as as we get there, we will uh, jump to this thing that I played earlier. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? <sighs> that was a dramatic intentional yawn because uh, that's basically what this entire week was. So um, I'm basically <laughs> just far- farming... Uh, Cardoon, Grief, and Mando. Um, actually, I'm not really farming Grief as much as I'm farming the Y-Wing. I want that thing so bad. Um, yeah. I don't even care about Grief, but uh, yeah. So um, I am almost to five-star on Mandalorian. I am slowly getting there. I am doing the two node refreshes, so 15 attempts on... 15 attempts on Mando, 15 attempts on uh, on the Y-Wing, and then Cardoon, I'm only doing 10 attempts, and then I am, of course, you know, farming a little bit of gear and that sort of stuff every now and then, which is nice, but um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I really didn't do anything exciting this week, other than uh, get totally smoked in the new Tier 3 challenge of the uh, Bounty Hunter event, and then... I did manage to beat tier three of the uh, of Emperor Palpatine's auto event. Um, I actually wasn't able to auto tier three though. I had to use Emperor Palpatine, Basil Sean, and um, Darth Vader along with Malak and Kylo Ren and Mast. Um, uh, I, I just. My normal my normal team just wasn't strong enough because primarily I think Basil Sean Fallen uh is just she kinda weak sauce. Um she's gear twelve and it's made me realize I need to get her to gear thirteen, so that's my next project. Um I all I have is the finisher, so I'm working on that. I'll probably just I'm hoarding crystals, so I'll probably spend the crystals to get the gear after the next assault battle comes up. Because uh, I'm at 20 of her finisher, that'll put me at 25. Then I can buy 25, and then just knock her out. Beat gear 13. Because uh, she's just she's so freaking badass. Um, mine's just weak sauce. So yeah. Did you see my? Uh, did you see my Twitter post this week? I I don't recall. So I posted on our Twitter, our Shattered Order Twitter. But I've got in the last two days doing two refreshes on Cara Dune, I have gotten uh, five, four, four, and I've got five once and four three times out of five. uh, Good Lord, man. Really? (laughs) It's been real good on that Cara Dune Dune farm. I I think I had a four out of five on her yesterday, but yeah, that's freaking awesome, man. I saw that five out of five, and I'm like, all right, well, I took everyone's luck for the day. I think that's what the Twitter post said. Nice. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah, so if you want to know what I've been doing, I've written it right here in the notes, and it's 
Uh, literally nothing is what I wrote. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, I haven't had the time to invest into Grand Arena, so I haven't really done any of that this since this even started. In fact, my defense this time was auto done by accident. I uh, almost missed it. I almost missed it. Like almost missed my Mon Mothma. Is that what you're saying? No, uh, Grand Arena. There was oh, like Grand 15 Arena. minutes left out, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I don't remember if I joined or not. No, oh, to join. And then I decided I did join, to get on. Thankfully. I was like, oh, thank goodness. That's yeah, the closest it- I've ever been to missing one. I've just not. Yeah, it's just. Um, I did win this round though, so that was nice. And I did do Mon Mothma's marquee event this week, so I did not wait to the last ten minutes like I did with uh, Chupio. Ah, so uh, that was good. Smart. Especially, oh man, I don't. We don't have this written anywhere to talk about, so I'm going to talk about it now. If this game had more to do in it right now, I would buy Mon Mothma. Like no question. She looks awesome, and I've got so many freaking awesome characters to go with her. I want her leader ability. Dude, I might... I probably would have been tempted if there was something to actually do with her. I agree. Pow and a Hoth Rebel Scout Mm -hmm. plus anyone else, that team is ridiculous. Yeah. 3PO is pretty awesome. uh, Pathfinder. What's his face? The... I was trying to do it without taking apart the uh, first or Rogue One team. So using just the leftovers. Okay. And a team filled with Biggs, Wedge, Hoth Rebel Scout, and Pow with Mon Mothma is pretty ridiculous. I can see that for the sure. The amount of offense. They, they're t- it's totally a Geo, Geo uh, copy because almost every move anyone makes, everybody Holy assists. hell, I hadn't even thought about that. It and, is. It is. It is a rebel version of the bugs. But throw in this on top of it that all of the ability um, cooldown reductions. Because I don't know if you know this, but Pow's, I believe Pow's special ability that gets offense up has an 11 turn cooldown. And you can use it every turn. I used it every turn that he came up. Because I knew if I used it, it would give everyone offense up. Plus, it would give him, it gives someone turn meter, and then everyone assists with offense up. And it was just shredding things. Not to mention, do you always calling in scout? Uh, I don't think I have Pal Zeta yet. Pal Zeta, hear me out here. Gains five percent turn meter whenever a rebel ally uses a basic. Dude, that's that would be ridiculous. I mean, that's 20 or 25% turn meter every turn. Throwing Hoth Rebel Scout's basic where he has a percentage chance to add 30% turn meter to everyone. That team goes all the time with offense up from POW. Throw in really powerful shots from uh, Wedge and Biggs. Yep. I mean, it just... And if you use the triple tap from Biggs, not only does it triple tap, but it still calls everybody else in. Yeah. Yeah. That's... (laughs) Dude, it's awesome. Mon Mothma's awesome. I she, really, really like totally that character. The, I, I'm surprised I didn't catch the comparison. Like, she is so freaking similar to, um, to GBA. Uh, just yeah, because everyone assists. She's got her own call in character. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, she heals. Like, yes, there's a lot there. Wait, hold on. Drew, Drew, Drew puts, wait, Wink is saying power is good and worth a Zeta. No, 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 no. That I am not saying power is good and they's worth a Zeta. I'm saying if you have a gear 12 or better Mon Mothma, you yeah. might consider maybe gearing Pow and putting a Zeta on him. Maybe. Although, actually, I do think with Mon Mothma that Zeta, like, if you have Mon Mothma, absolutely spend the Zeta on Pow because I do think that's pretty nasty. She might be the first character that I don't have maxed out that I'm still going to max out at low stars to use because that team is just way too fun. Yeah. I, I love that character. That 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 uh, marquee was one of the more fun ones that we've had in a while. Yeah, I totally agree. It was, it, yeah, it was super awesome. Um, it's just crazy how she can bring some of the crappier characters that you don't use and make them good. Like, totally agree. I love it. 100%. So, um, For sure. I think the last thing I was going to say, oh, I've been the, literally the only thing I've been doing was farming tickets and stun guns. So how close are that you? All week. I have one more attempt at uh, tier two, and then I have the three tier three attempts. So I need 210 tickets, last I counted, not counting the ones I currently have, to get Supreme Leader Kylo. Okay. So you're getting there. Yeah, it should be, you know, three or four more days, five days. Um, I'll have, probably have them by next podcast. Cool. Hopefully. Yeah, hell yeah. That'll, that'll be sweet. As long as I don't screw up rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, it's brutal. I'll be watching all those uh, the videos and everything. <sighs> and before everyone posts the links, I know about the, the, Question the videos that are like, oh. just do these three moves every time and you win. I've seen the... I've seen the titles. I haven't watched the videos. Yet, yeah. So anytime she has a question mark, do the thing that helps you win. Um, but yeah, do you have uh, gear ready for him? I have a lot of his gear ready for him. But like I said, oh, I wrote it right here. I haven't said it yet. But uh, you need 400 stun guns. Okay. For Supreme Leader Kylo, that's and a I'm lot. At 260. So I'm still working those off okay. with uh, while getting tickets. So there might be pieces I still need. I'm pretty sure I'll still need a lot of. Um, Kairos, oh. but my Kairos are my prods are at like 150, and the the data tablets or computers, whatever they're called, I think I have over 350 of those. So I won't be too far off. I gotcha. feel good about where I am at with those. So not uh, to mention, I haven't geared literally anyone since I started this event. Just oh, so any wise. gear I acquire, yeah. We'll go straight to him. Yeah, he's so I haven't important. put any like. Don't risk it. So close. Uh, the <laughs> Vader is the one I'm clicking on to get to the stun guns to the farm stun guns. But Vader has three gear, gear hey, green gear slot pluses to go to gear thirteen, and not clicking him to gear thirteen has been the hardest thing about this week, probably. Oh, I can imagine because I he's awesome. I really want, I really want some uh, Gear 13 Vader, but not at the expense of uh, Supreme Leader Kylo. So, yeah. After him, Vader is my number one priority. So, cool. Yep. 
That's all I've been doing. Literally all I've been doing. So I had one other thing I wanted to mention about my Grand Arena matchup because I changed... I was kind of playing around with my defense a little bit and decided to change up my Night Sisters. Um, so generally what I do is like I try to make one team like kind of annoying and I, I, I just I didn't really like what kind of what I had going on basically. Uh, so, so I kind of decided to change things up, and I tried to go with a stun team. Mm-hmm. So my stun team ended up being Mother Talzin lead with old Daka and Spirit. Uh, just change things up a little bit. So you have the revives on basic, which is nice. You have old Daka who can bring people back, which is great. The foresight from Spirit kind of makes her a little bit annoying. But here's the big kicker. That left me with this team. Asajj, Zombie, and Night Sister Acolyte. <laughs> that team, and I know Zombie and Nac- Acolyte are pretty good, but I've generally seen them under Mother Talzin. I really like what kind of went on here with Asajj, um, just because I really hadn't looked into it that much, but because of Night Sister Acolyte and working with the leader ability of Asajj, she basically works on half turn meter almost all the time because of her, um, you know, ability to regain health and then she'll drop back down below 100% health constantly and that sort of stuff, um, which creates more turn meter gain. But this thing ended up actually getting nine defense, which was pretty cool. And then mother, my um, mother Talzin night sister team got three defense, which was pretty good. And, this was against somebody that actually had both Galactic Legends and like had a pretty good roster and kind of had a weak defense. So I was kind of surprised I actually held that well. Um, yeah. That so I, I don't know if maybe, you know, my characters kind of modded to be really good in that composition or what, but I'll see how the next couple opponents handle it uh, and report back. Sounds good. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that would be super annoying under... Uh, because if uh, you take the stealth off of Acolyte, she's almost instantly going to be able to put it back on herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you almost have to have an AoE to be able to take her out with Zombie. It's... I've gotten stuck behind that team in 3v3 many times, you know. Oh, I don't even fight an Acolyte without a uh, some kind of AoE. Yeah. And you need a strong AoE. Uh, Because, like, if you mod her heavy for health... She can, I mean, she can be a bitch to deal with. Like, it is frustrating just because there's so much heal. You basically have to take out all of her health in one hit to have any any chance whatsoever. So, uh, right. yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool comp. Um, yeah. Nice. So. Interesting. Man, all righty. Um, is there anything you want to hear as we go into this next segment? Mm. Hmm. Any, any requests? Know. Any requests? All right, fine. I will play uh, the uh, punishment. Okay, we'll do it. We'll play Someone the punishment has been counter. very bad, bad at trivia. It's time for that naughty boy to get punished. I want you to just grab me and take me. Why did the young Gamorian guard not pursue a better career than pizza delivery? He could only get a job at the hut. 
Misa <laughs> love boomboxes. And it makes my cloaka throb with arousal. <laughs> Every time I hear that joke. Oh, good times. Good times. Uh, Misa love boomboxes. Uh, I just want to uh, go listen to some chicken erotica. Who would? Man. Audiobook. Is that on Audible? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I th- it should I think be. I should you contact- should do it. That's what I was about that to say. Way, I should contact way. the author and get permit. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, God, now I'm just sitting here thinking, what was that? Um, oh, what was, what was that <laughs> chicken's name? Cluck? Was it Clucky? I, I don't Cluck. remember. What a terrible name if it was. Nah, God. Good old Clucky. Uh, All right, let me bring this up. I got Discord. It's coming at you in now. There we go. All right. Welcome to the Q&A. So I moved over some questions from the old Q&A channel just so they didn't get lost. That's why my name is on these, but it also has... A link to who asked the question. So, uh, good to go. All right. I like it. So, where are we starting? What's question number one? All right. Number one from Joker. How much prestige should I have in the bank? I don't have Radis or Finalizer yet, but have over 6K prestige built up so far. It. What is it? 2100 to max the capital ship? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was 1900. It's somewhere between 1900 and 2100. It's somewhere around there. So it kind of depends on how many capital ships you have. Um, If, you know, if you pretty much have all the capital ships, I would just start working on maximums. Try to keep around, uh, try to keep around 2000. Just, just in case a new capital ship comes out or something along those lines, but work on maxing out those other ones just for, Fleet deployment, territory battles, and that sort of stuff. That's what I would do. Yeah, and the funny thing is, there's really nothing else to buy with arena credits anyway, besides, uh, besides uh, currency. And uh, if you're like me, you have hundreds of millions of credits anyway. So, I do not. I buy too many mods. Yeah. See, I. I do I think I'm up to like to, 80 million, which is a lot. If I were to me. delete all my mods, then I might do that again. But I'm always at the cap, and I'm getting so tired of having to sell mods to pick up mods that I don't buy them as often as I should. Yeah, uh, that's understandable. I if there was a better way to decide on what would was sold and got rid of, then it would be much easier. But, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's totally fair. So, yeah, I'd say uh, 1950 is the number you at least want to be at at all times in case a new capital ship drops. And since you're at, it looks like in chat, uh, 1950 was the answer given. I think that sounds yeah. uh, exactly right. So I'd say that's where you want to be. Make that times three for the finalizer and the radis that you don't have. That way you have enough for those two ships and a third one whenever it drops and then you should be good so i like it but yep there you go 
All righty. Shirt uh, shop with mine. Yes, that is something else that you can buy, which is that's what I usually spend mine on uh, is uh, character shards. From Arena Currency, yes. Yeah. That is what I always buy, too, because I can never get enough of that stuff. Um, yep, no doubt. A lot of good stuff in there. All righty. Um, let's see. Randy Marsh asks, how do y'all mod Vader with rework? Has that changed? So the rework absolutely changes the way you should mod Vader. There's zero questions about that. Um before he was almost entirely about speed and potency, which are still awesome, and you can still run them way you don't like. You don't necessarily have to change them on, so don't feel obligated. But um, I currently run an offense set. Um, I run an offense set with a crit damage primary and a potency primary, and then my second uh, mod set is health. So that's offense set, health set. A lot of speed. Um, I think he's at 268, which is plus. Um, let me get back to where it says plus. Uh, mine's at plus 127 speed, which is pretty good. Um, not like overly amazing or anything, but pr- pretty pretty speedy. And um, uh. Let's see. Like I said, uh, offense set, he he gets a lot of bonus offense from being in Merciless and the bonus crit damage, extra crit chance. If you can get him to, you know, 75% crit chance, that's actually ideal because then he will crit 100% of the time as long as there's not, like, some other factor going on. Um, but because of that bonus crit damage, um, that plus 50%, I like to go with an offense set. Uh, you know, if I had another offense primary, it wouldn't be better, but I like to, of course, mitigate the downside because I'm not at 75% and, you know, just in general, you never know when you may need to use a saber throw. It might not crit or something along those lines. I just, their offense set and crit damage set are close enough, um, either way on him that I prefer the offense set, um, so, potency secondaries are still great. Potency secondary is so good, yes. Because um, you're most of the time, I assume people are probably still running either running him with his leader or Palpatine's leader, and you still want all those dots landing because those they're still huge yeah. forever. But yeah, I'd say you know, like you said, more of those damage numbers on your mods as well as survivability gonna go a long way for him yes yep uh have you remodded yours probably not too much with him being gear 12 nope i haven't touched him once i get him gear 13 then i'll probably do it a little more with him but i mean he's still smacking people around uh at gear 12 with the mods i have on him so yeah i haven't needed to change him so yeah cool all right what was the next question Next question we've got from First Order Wookie. What was the motivation to start a podcast on this game? Why did you guys pick each other as hosts? What were some high points in podcast history? And what were some low points in podcast history? Oh, you must think this is far more organized than it really is. (laughs) This is not an organized operation around here. No, sir. I think I messaged you today at like 
5 p.m., 7 p.m. your time to be like, all right, we're still good for tonight, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. And then we didn't talk until 10 minutes before the podcast. That's pretty much the way it works. Yeah. Um, so, GMP, what was the motivation to start the podcast? Because you were the one that initially threw that question out. So, I've always wanted to do content of some kind. Uh, I'm terrible with video. I'm very bad with making videos. Um, I'm better than I was four years ago. I'm still say, not great. You've done some pretty good videos. I just don't. I don't feel confident in my video making. I especially didn't four years ago. But the biggest thing is, I always wanted to do content creation. And one of the biggest things for me is that it's very easy for me to talk about anything. So fair. I figured. I haven't always been a great public speaker and there was a lot of uh, i'm a terrible public speaker there was a lot of let's say anxiousness uh when we first started this if you were to listen back to the first two or three episodes you'd hear a lot of ums and uhs to break the silence in the podcast i think i've got it and and i cut out a lot of them i spent a lot of time cutting out ums out of those podcasts too just to be yeah it was it was bad (laughs) so i mean even though i can talk doesn't mean that trying to talk to right a large audience of people even when they're not staring at you while you do it was especially someone easy. you've never spoken to before yeah when when we first talked for the first time 10 minutes before the first episode yeah exactly so i just figured talking would be very easy for me and uh here we are 4 years later and so yep um, or 3 years Three and a half years, whatever it is. Uh, 207 it's, episodes. It's over four <laughs> years, I think. Yeah, it's nuts. Absolutely crazy. So, um, yeah, and it basically. That's why I wanted to do it. And basically, start out with you throwing out on our guild chat Discord uh, about wanting to do a podcast specifically for our guild. And I, I thought it sounded fun because I like podcasts and um, I like talking, even though surprisingly, I've always been super shy and don't really like talking but that's kind of changed now i'm pretty rambly at this point but um like when i was in high school my god i couldn't talk to people at all um (laughs) speaking in public and i would always get super embarrassed and stuff but like i'm i'm not easily embarrassed at this point but um uh that i mean you basically just asked and i was like hey that kind of sounds like fun like i've some uh some experience with editing audio and that sort of stuff so i was like yeah you know uh, i think we could do that and then yeah we kind of kind of made it happen yeah so how did you pick each other's hosts uh basically i threw a line out and uh wink is the one that bit the uh the hook so yeah, that's pretty he much got it. stuck he got stuck with me pretty that's much what it yeah <laughs> Uh, high points in podcast history. Good lord! I think that's I can why tell we you one I can think one. of. I okay, yeah. When trivia first started and we were doing it on the punishment system, yeah. that was a pretty high point because those punishments ended up being pretty historic in this podcast. I'd say another one for what it was at the time, even though it didn't really bear a ton of fruit, uh, was when we became game changers. Um. Being a, I, it's funny to say these things now after being in the game changes and what it ended up being and how it ended up ending and all that stuff, but having being 
noticed by the maker of the game that you are creating your content about and then trusting you enough to give you information and uh, a few interviews, much less than we thought we were going to get. But, uh, you know, being being sponsored, becoming Game Changers, I'd say that was a high point for me. Yeah. I really I, uh, was happy with about that. I totally agree. Um, yeah, it's actually like the podcast grew into something that... Um, you know, I never expected that it would be. Uh, I think we've had a lot of... There have been a lot of really good high points. Like, there's been some good theory crafting. My old turn order team. I, I feel like that was a highlight for me whenever that thing actually worked. The, that is the one thing I kick myself in the ass more for than anything, though, was not starting to do videos back then. Because um, I did a lot of pretty awesome stuff. And I think had I started a YouTube channel, I... I I think that would have been a really smart decision. I didn't do it because that team was actually fantastic. A lot of people wanted to see it. And at the time, I didn't know how to record, didn't have any idea how to do it or anything of the sort. Um, right. Yeah, the the dream team, uh, <laughs> you know, that worked out. And then I was the first person in the game to beat Galactic War with only two characters. That was back when Galactic War was actually insanely difficult. And um, I took Boba Fett and Kylo Ren, who were my first two uh, Zetas, and beat the entire Galactic War literally only using those two characters. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure that my video on that is kind of what forced them to change the uh, heal immunity to where you don't recover protection. Uh, because originally when heal immunity came into the game, it only prevented health. Uh, recovery did not prevent protection recovery and i think that i, I feel like i'm responsible for that i'm, I'm I, I think i can safely say that so um i think those Makes were sense. some good that high points very very close to when that came out um as far as the low points i would consider right now the low point honestly ever the it's just impossibly hard for me to find the motivation lately to make show notes because it's really just there's not a lot of content to theorycraft about. There's not a lot of stuff that we wouldn't just be going over for the 40th time. Um, you know what I mean? And it would might be a little easier if we were able to get the new characters in our hands like we used to be able to with our test accounts. But me and you both have to wait until they're free to play and then we gear them up to have any opinions on the theory crafting of new characters so that's three four months after the fact i mean just everything right now is very slow and uh boring that's basically the way i describe it right now i totally agree the game needs something to kind of spunk it up is kind of a low point right now just kind of with excitement of the game i think i I cannot disagree with that at all. Um, however, I do think Drew has a really good point. Uh, my internet problems for the first 200 episodes was kind of a low point. <laughs> there have been, God, there have been so many absolute catastrophes, just internet related. My goodness. Sound problems, uh, all kinds of, in. Yes. even that wasn't to your internet, but just... Uh, another low point I'd say was losing the YouTube channel for no point, no reason. Oh, that sucked pretty that's, bad. That's that might be the lowest. That is the lowest. That's it. That's the answer. No doubt about it. 
because that was the YouTube channel. I like I had a lot of awesome videos on that YouTube channel, and I'm still super pissed that I do not have them. I, I just, yeah, all gone um, just because they. I'm still bitter as hell over it. They still they still run a. YouTube uh, can go kick rocks for all I care. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. I just. Uh, Corbs asked what happened. So, um, I think it was over Thanksgiving weekend. This was right after we started kind of live streaming the show. We were streaming it on YouTube, and GMP wasn't here, so we had to rely on my garbage internet. And I think I had Grande on. Maybe it was Grande and Finny. It was you, Grande Ranger. Me, Grande and Ranger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. And, um, Oh, God, it just like I, I kept tell you, having issues. I literally was in my hotel room across from Disneyland waiting to go in the next day. So I was watching it from home and I was trying to watch it on YouTube. And every, let's say, two to three minutes after you got it rolling, it would cut off the stream and in the stream. And I remember every time that happened, my phone would go off saying I got a new email. And basically the email said we were getting strikes for spamming saying that we starting and stopping the stream was spamming somehow. And we got three strikes on one YouTube channel in one night and they blocked and deleted our YouTube channel. I tried for months calling, sending emails, everything I could do. Not once was an email actually checked by a person because I, every single time I got an auto response immediately saying we've reviewed it and no i'm like if you would just go look at the freaking channel you would clearly see that it's not it just next topic because i'm gonna get super pissed if we keep talking about this (laughs) bringing it all back Uh, all right what's the next one all right next question is uh how do we know each other and have we met in real life so uh we actually met on the forums whenever you were looking for guild mates um the casual hardcore April thing. April 2016. April 2016. I put up correct. a post yes. because uh, guilds came out April 24th, the day after my birthday. Yep. I remember earlier in that month, they announced guilds and I put up a post on the forums looking to fill up a guild before guilds came out and Wink uh, replied to my post and uh, that's where we met. Yep. And we have not met in real life, unfortunately. Yeah, because Wink uh, decided not to invite me. Okay, bullshit. Okay. The, not not, not true. I mentioned it to you, and I thought you couldn't go, so I never sent you an invite. We didn't order enough invites. And so there were a lot of people that I never just never sent an invite to, but that, that was... A, a, that, <laughs> that's on after. me. That's on me. I That's totally my fault, but yeah, that's fair. I remember after the fact, I'm like... I would have loved to have gone. Why didn't you go? Oh, you didn't invite me. Oh, I didn't send you an invite. I thought you knew you could come. No. Mm-hmm. Usually you expect, you wait for an invite. Yeah. Sorry. One day. One day. We're all going to, We. I think we've made plans to yeah. all go to uh, Galaxy's Edge together at some point. Yeah. We're, we're definitely going to do something at some point. And uh, we'll let all of you guys know. And hey, if you some of you guys want to go meet us, totally cool. Uh, if not, Dude, meet up. That would be super fun. That would be awesome. Yes. All right. Next question. Ignoring the likelihood of which characters will be added, what are the top three characters you'd wa- each want to see added to the game? I already 
I thought about this earlier. I know of two for sure that I want. Is it safe to say that both of our number ones is the child? No, because I didn't even think about that one. This is one that I've talked about on the podcast in the oh, past. So people in chat right. might be able to guess who they are. The child's going to sit here with me. Yeah, that's a good spot for him. My one and two is another one of those buddy groups, and it would fit perfectly into the scoundrel faction, but that would be Dr. Evazon and Ponda Baba. Ah, I like it. Yeah. I still want those one. two. Okay. Still think they'd be awesome together. Uh, bring more into the scoundrel faction. I think they'd be awesome. Ponda Baba, Dr. Evazon. I like it. I like it. Um, so the child and another one for me, if you have read the read or listened to the aftermath series, um, I think Mr. Bones would be pretty awesome. That guy is a badass. Um, he's a B2 battle droid that's been like rebuilt and stuff. I think that would be super, super cool. Um, so that is a character I would like to see. Uh, have you come up with. Third. Big deals pro- put one into my head that I'm going to go with too that I've also said in the past, and that's okay. Hondo. Hondo Anaka. Gotcha. Bring him in. Yep, that's not terribly surprising. As <laughs> Only if Pondo's like arm falls off against old Ben. That would be hilarious. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. Good Lord. I think. I would like to see old Luke. It might be a while. I think we'll get him, but I'd like to see, you know, like elder Jedi Knight Skywalker. Like that would be kind of cool. I'm totally down for that. I like the, uh, I like the, um, new trilogy version of Luke. Yeah. I know a lot of people probably don't, but whatever. I yeah. thought the I thought that I thought the scenes from Last Jedi with Luke at the end were just ridiculously awesome. I I totally agree. That was some of the best stuff. Like honestly, so whatever you think of the Last Jedi, I think some of the best moments from the new trilogy were in the Last Jedi. Regardless of how everything ended up flowing, I think if you had to pick the top three moments from the new trilogy, they would all come from the Last Jedi. Be definitely very close. Yeah. I still think that the Kylo versus Ray in the forest on the Star Killer base was pretty awesome. Yeah, their first fight yep. was pretty great. Agreed. But honestly, I can't really remember much else from that movie. What from the first movie? It's been you know so long we since do? I've seen uh, that no. movie. We need to. We still need to watch that. Rewatch that. And yes. Do our, uh, <laughs> yeah. our chosen one. Let's episode let's on it. try to do that in the month of August. August, we will get that reviewed, knocked out, and then September, for sure, do The Last Jedi. What do you think? I like it. And then we can work our way, get some episodes in so people start checking out the Chosen Ones feed before yeah, Mando yeah. Season 2 comes out. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, so Drew just mentioned, I, I still totally agree. We got Sith Trooper, which is kind of awesome, but I still want the Praetorian Guards from The Last Jedi. Yes, dude. The per- Come on. Yes. There's so many. I don't think they have names. So Praetorian Guards. It would be weird to 
put more than one in, you'd probably only put one. But the yes. Knights of Ren all had names, and there's another one that really. Should. Oh, Knights of Ren, that's another good one. Well, hell, with both of those, you could have a summon type thing. You could have, you know, like the one character is two characters, like they automatically summon another. So if you pick Praetorian Guards, there's always two Praetorian Guards. It takes up one of those uh, other slots. I think that would be absolutely badass. No doubt. I like it. Um, all right, next question. Corbs asks, what would you do with those other rebels from the Jedi Knight Luke requirements? You know the ones I mean that never get used. Could a Rolo, uh, Coat Han, Lando squad be a surprise in GAC on defense? And who else that assuming that we haven't willed on Chupio or Momo? Momo. I, I like that. That reminds me of that creepy ass thing that was like going around. Oh, God. It was like telling kids get in their oven or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, the characters from the Jedi Luke requirements, I've been thinking a great deal about this. And I'll be honest, I don't have a good freaking answer. It's very, very frustrating because um, I love Lando. Lando's kind of. Like, he's awesome. He's been one of my favorite characters in this game for a very long time, but I don't really know what the hell to do with him. Um, obviously, Han, Hoth Han is, he's pretty awesome. I actually threw a Zeta on him this week just because I have geared him up. He's Relic 3. He's decent. He does re revives. I had a CLS Han Chewie that Han and Nest team actually do pretty decent in Territory Wars a couple of Territory Wars ago. Um, the revives actually, is, you know, they seem pretty fun. And, you know, with that Zadie, he gains the 10% health on basic, which is kind of awesome. You know, that kind of keeps stacking. So load, load him up with health. He could be very annoying to deal with. Keep bringing people back. Like, I think there's... I think there are some actual options there. Um, I got one for Lando. Okay. I don't know how well it will do, and I couldn't test it during the marquee event because i don't mine's still two stars but uh lando is a rebel fighter that's true so maybe some kind of uh synergy there with mon mothma that could be good um wh whenever i think about lando i always make the connection to admiral akbar and veteran han or sorry, not veteran, Stormtrooper Han. So like a fast Stormtrooper Han with an Admiral, well, actually with a Lando lead with Admiral Akbar on it. You know, you could just set up a fast Stormtrooper Han to give 100% Termir to AA to where Lando's at 99% and then Lando double taps on an AOE. Like if you kind of go in weak against it, you could end up in a pretty good spot. It could actually do okay. I think that's an option with Lando. I think a Lando lead with Nest is actually kind of decent because Scoundrel, she gets bonus crit damage, the extra speed, that could be kind of fun. Rolo's the one that I just don't know what the hell to do with. I just... I don't feel like... I feel like until they do something to her kit, she's just one of those characters they forced you to gear for no reason. She's just bad. yeah, And I haven't played with her at Relic levels to know if the, that AoE is any good once it's relict, but I venture a guess eh. to say no. <laughs> eh. So. Eh, I, God, I don't know. I wish I had a good answer for Rolo. If I find one, damn it, I will talk about it, but I, I got nothing. I really don't. She just. 
I can't even think of any rebels that really have something where they have to have crit chance or where there's a lot that might do really well. The only rebel that needs a lot of crit chance is Rolando. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I I don't know. Man, I just, I don't freaking know. (laughs) God, I wish I had a better answer for that, but. Yeah, I wish we could help you more there. But I, I will say, Hawthorne, I think there are actual legit options for just because of the revives. Revives can be terribly annoying. Days on basic. I mean, he has a lot going in his kit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually I've always thought Hawthorne. Wait, hold on. He has days on character. basic? Yes, he does. Really? I How did I not you didn't know remember this? that? No, I did not. All right. Well, let me. Okay. So I, I, I'm actually kind of excited now. So deal physical damage target enemy and inflict days for two turns. Empire targets can't resist or evade this and take uh, double damage from this attack. If Han has full health, gain 30% turn meter. And not only that, if you have Zeta, he's going to be gaining 10% max health. So Admiral Akbar lead with Captain Han and... I don't know who you put with him. You could do Lando. You could throw Lando on there. You could throw. Say, you're going to want someone with a little more damage. Yeah. Um, Pr- Princess Leia would be badass. Pr- <laughs> yeah. So Admiral Akbar lead with Princess Leia and uh, Captain Han Solo. Good Lord. That would be freaking awesome. Sign me up, he says. Yeah, that. That sounds super cool. Um, I can see that one for sure. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm down for that. Like that—that that makes me want to level Princess Leia. Princess Leia is definitely one that I could see being really good at uh, relic level. Imagine pre-nerf Leia at relic level. Whew! Good lord. <laughs> yeah. If, She'd be the most powerful character in the game. So for those of you that don't recall, there was a point where she was the best character in the game, and it was by a long shot. She was damn near unbeatable. She always triple tapped and she would absolutely roast you. And when mods came out, uh mods like actually had significantly higher stats than they do now. Like the percentages were all incredibly higher. The speed numbers were much higher and people were mad because there was there would be, you know, like a 300 something speed Leia just (laughs) annihilating people. Um, Oh, God. It was hilarious. Uh, That was some good stuff. But uh, yeah, dude, that I. I, Hmm. Surprise. Glad I could let you know that that's there. Hell yeah. To me, that was always the best part of his kit. Then you then you throw on top of that the uh, revives. Well, and Days on Basic is a lot more deadly in 3v3 because just dazing one character has a significant impact on the entire team. Same with stuns. Stuns mm-hmm. and dazes are absolutely awesome in 3v3. Just like I said, because the percentage of the team getting stunned or dazed off that is significantly higher than would be in 5v5. Um, so... Huh. Interesting. I dig it. Um, 
Man, look at that theory crafting. Holy hell. Um, all right, let's <laughs> go to the question from l- former Lord of Trivia, Tesh. Sometimes um, <laughs> Lord of Trivia. Uh, what are your favorite Galactic Legend counters? Dying in Arena here, he says. Um, Never uh, fought one, don't have an answer. Uh, Vader. Vader's pretty much all I got, man. I just. Uh, Thrawn is the thing that is in almost every counter. Um, I'm not sure if I know of any counters that don't involve Thrawn. I, I'll be honest, I haven't put a lot of effort into trying Which to counter Galactic Legends, though. I'm really, just... really funny considering how old that character is. Once again, showing why Thrawn is one of the best characters in the game. Thrawn, so we're gonna get we're we're somebody asked that question later. I've read all the questions. Someone asked that later, and we will get back to this. But okay, um, I didn't read that question. So, so yeah, I mean something with Thrawn and Vader, man. Like that's that's what I would do. Um, Kylo seems a lot more difficult. Ray is seems to be a little bit easier to counter. Um. The Which pro- is hilarious, considering all the things oh, that Kylo people used to said suck. when they so came bad. out. Raise OP. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> if only there was someone that thought Kylo was better than Ray from the beginning. If there, if only, if only there were people not making rash decisions on their podcast. If only. <laughs> but here we are. Um, Tie Fighter, Fighter Expresso. Espresso. Says the one character that I wanted to come into the game is pre-suit Vader. Yeah! A la Revenge of the Sith Dark Side Anakin. Will this ever happen? I take back one of my answers on the earlier question. This is who I want in the game. Next to the child, whatever the other one was that I liked, and then the final one that I was meh. Praetorian Guard you had. And there was a couple. Oh, Mr. Bones, that was the other one. That was that I would one. rather have Anakin than Mr. Bones. As much as I like Mr. Bones. Dude, yes, I want pre-suit Vader. That would be absolutely awesome. I want the Anakin with the yellow eyes and the red lightsaber just destroying things. Please, that would be freaking awesome. Uh, I I think it will happen. I think they'd be crazy not to. At some point, they got to go back to the prequels. When you go back to the prequels, I think it'd be pretty easy to do a Galactic Legend Vader, you know, where you're requiring, like, clones padme and um general kenobi like it, it would kind of be um another one of those situations kind of like what we have with the current galactic legends where you can throw in some of these older characters and kind of force people to gear them up and uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all what do you think i feel like they've said that they're not going to at some point but that doesn't mean they have. I don't buy so, it. So I think to. that they will. Yeah. They've also said that Luke was going to be the end game, which is. Well, it remains to be seen whether he was or wasn't, but. Uh, We've yet to see he, that update. Yeah. Just saying. If they said he's not, doesn't mean he isn't. I think he's a character a lot of people talk about all the time. And I think that they actually listen to some of these things when we talk about characters we really want in the game yeah, and they eventually work them in a year later when they put them into their plans. So we're at the point now where at the end of this year, sometime next year, that could possibly happen. So yeah. do I think it'll happen? I don't know. 
Can it happen? Most definitely. So, uh, Zalanda's Gossler. Please tell me if I butchered your name. Because I have never tried to pronounce it until just that moment. Um, said, <laughs> I know it's collecting questions for the next podcast, but for what's worth, I highly suspect the next part of Legends will be Master Kenobi and Fallen Anakin, which I would be 100% okay with. Like, I, I would not bitch about that at all. That would be... That would be legit. Force people to Relic 7... General Kenobi, Force People Relic 7, Jedi Anakin, and throw in the other characters with them. Just, yeah, that would be kick-ass. I'm down. I would love for both. Well, I've said it many times on this podcast. Kenobi's my favorite character in all Star Wars. So, you give me a new Kenobi, I'll be happy. I believe it. So I believe it. I am totally it. All right. So Joker asked, which of the following would you prioritize farming gear to get? General Skywalker, Galactic Legend Race, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, or Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker? Um, Who's GS? General Skywalker? General Skywalker, yes. Okay. Uh, So this is super easy. If you don't have any of them? Correct. Well, the easiest one is uh, General Skywalker. He's the easiest, but how would you prioritize them? I'd prioritize the easy one and then go to another one. Well, what, how would you rank them? One to four. Or rank them? Yes. First, second, Kylo, third, fourth. Kylo Ren, Rey, Jenna Knight. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not how good they are. How would you rank them in prioritization of getting them? Could you go I think it, first, well, second, the third, only reason and I fourth. didn't go after Ray is because I was closer as far as stars and everything went else went for Kylo Ren. So I think it would depend on what people had on their roster. Right. But if you're starting from like you're let's say you're at scr- your scratch on all of them, mm-hmm. how would you go? I feel like Kylo Ren's gonna give you the most long term. As far as arena goes, raid goes, raids go, uh, long battles like territory battles go. I think you're going to get the most over time from him. Well, that's certainly uh, true. And then gas is very, very good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have Ray. I'm not even close to Ray. I don't pay attention to Ray, so I can't really say where she if she would rank uh, above. Jedi Knight Luke or General Skywalker only because I don't plan on getting her for a very long time. So I don't know how to rank her properly. I feel very strongly about this. I have a very clear order and I am confident about it. For Um, me, it went General Skywalker, Kylo Ren, Jedi Knight Luke, and then sometime in the future, Ray. That's how mine goes. That is my exact order, too. And I don't think it's necessarily because it's the order I'm going in. I do think that is the way that you should go. General Skywalker is so freaking good that you can counter everything. Fits in so many teams. And not to mention, the characters required to get him get you super far in territory battles. Gets you super far in so much stuff. It's still a team that can absolutely smash in the raid. I mean... The Shock T clone team can 
solo the raid basically i mean like you can you can easily finish top 10 rewards with just that team so go for general skywalker then move to supreme leader kylo ren then move to jedi knight luke skywalker and finally galactic legend ray um as much as i like ray daisy ridley is a adorable absolutely and i would love to have the galactic legend version of her on my team but i don't and as good as she is i just i don't find resistance all that interesting and i just eh, i don't know i just i i think she's too easy to counter as good as she is in 3v3 she's a monster in 3v3 but um also I, I think the investment for her is too much given that she doesn't give the returns that Supreme Supreme Leader Kylo Ren does. I mean, Kylo offers absolute smashability on the territory battle to a degree that Ray doesn't offer in her territory battle, not to mention the easeability of soloing raids. So I still find resistance more fun to play with the expose under under RJT, I think I still it's think it's way more fun. more fun watching people absolutely just smash Kylo Ren unmasked and watching him heal after all those attacks. It's yeah, it's fabulous. Fun. I I'm <laughs> less both, happy with the characters cool. that I had to level up. I feel like I could probably kill more things with a bunch of uh, well, that might not necessarily be resistance true. is better offensively. Probably Sure. I say yeah. I say probably kill different, stronger teams with the relic mm, resistance. Yes, team. I agree. Uh, defensively, because RJT though, lead and uh, Finn lead themselves with a bunch of relic. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. It would be totally cool. I don't. I just don't ever use the second relic first order team for anything. Really? Important. Okay, we need to talk about this later because I I, I think. I actually think the depth of First Order is much better than Resistance. That was part of the reason why I wanted to go for them. Uh, Phasma Lead is really good. It has two characters, the two Kylos, that are immune to Expose and things like that, which is absolutely huge. Um, not to mention you have other characters that are pretty good, like TIE Fire Pilot, First Order Executioner, Hux, like has stuff in his kit that no one else has that's amazing. Uh, Foo's a fast character that can really change the way a battle goes. I, I mean, I, th- I think there's a lot of options. I, I, I do. I think First Order is just fantastic. Here's what second team always is for me. Phasma Lead, Kylo Ren, Stormtrooper, First Order TIE Fighter Pilot, First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter Pilot. That's a pretty not, good squad. Like, not exactly inspiring. I mean, they're. I'm not saying they're not good, but okay. You're gonna have to go OP against sixty banners first. It in, in Grand Arena, like, good luck. There's there's too much AOE. There are too many extra attacks. Like that is the perfect defense team. It's a team that's damn near impossible to get sixty banners first, unless that makes sense. You know, unless you have like the right thing. That's the thing I like about First Order. I think Resistance much easier to get 60 verse on, you know, wherever they're placed on defense. Um I th- you know, I, I do I, I just think First Order really do offer up a lot of options. But I think that's primarily due to the fact that Kylo Ren is one of those characters like Ness that you have to specifically deal with in a specific way and if you do not 
you you will pay dearly. I will say this: I'm definitely glad that all versions of Kylo Ren are really good compared to the first version of Kylo Ren that dropped in the game that was absolute ass for what the character was. Yeah, Kylo Ren was terrible until he got his Zeta building, got that rework, uh, mm-hmm. which was like the debuffs and stuff, part of his unique. Yeah, he became pretty awesome then. All right, uh, let's see here. Next up is Randy messaged me kind of answering his own Vader modding question he says he mods them for speed and potency but i have no idea if that's optimal what do you all use we already answered that question uh ziltoid asks which character got your hopes raised the highest only for you to be disappointed in the end and which Mm. character surprised you the most i can tell you exactly which character got my hopes raised the most only for to be disappointed and that is a very simple Bodhi Rook. Because when Bodhi Rook came out, I thought he was going to be the end-all, be-all answer for the Dodge meta, meta, and he was absolutely terrible. That is not the answer I was expecting. He did not. You remember that episode when he came out and how stoked I was, thinking his, even thinking that his uh, Zeta that added offense up was going to be really good. I do remember that, but... Oh, well, we can ask Drew. He's going back and listening to old episodes. Maybe he's heard that one and how stoked I was for him. Hmm. Um, interesting. Uh, as for me getting my hopes the highest, I, I'll be honest, man. I can't really think of anyone um, that really got my hopes super high that just left me disappointed. Um I'm literally scrolling through my roster right now and trying to find someone that I feel like I was just super disappointed with. Um, Rogue, I don't know if I was high on her, but I think the position she is in uh, made her a disappointment. And that's Rolo. Because she was a special mission character yeah. that you fought really hard to get. And look at Watt compared to Rolo. Yeah. yeah Watt's- or even IPD compared to Rolo. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that I one's can't disagree. Disappointing. Actually, no, 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 no. Here's my answer. Grandmaster Yoda. That is my answer. The original one before all his reworks? Uh, not the original one, but the second version. Because many of you probably do not remember, but Grandmaster Yoda was the first legendary character to come to this game. And whenever he came out, I was nowhere near ready. I think I missed the first two events. Because uh, my Jedi were not anywhere near good enough. And so I was working on getting him. Mm-hmm. And they did this rework. Uh, because. Well, I'm trying to remember if he. I don't. I think he was terrible. And then they made him good. But the problem was he was too good. Like, he was absolutely wrecking everything, and so they nerfed him. They nerfed Grandmaster Yoda, and they nerfed him right before I got him, and just left him being awful until they finally ended up reworking him a a while after. But for a really long time, he was terrible, and I was so pissed because he got nerfed right before I got him, 
And, oh, God, it was just so frustrating because he was kick-ass before that. And then, nope, just chopped him off. Of course, he's way better now. Now he's, like, I mean, Grandmaster is freaking unbelievable. But, um, yeah, there, there, there was a time that... That that's the most disappointed I've been in getting character, but also not disappointed in the end because he's amazing now. But that's still gonna be my answer. Um, as for I think the biggest disappointment for a character right now in the game is the fact that Gamgard still doesn't have death mark <laughs> or three Zetas. That's totally fair. Like the image that we saw. Remember that placeholder Gamgard three Zetas? Yep. Where's that? Where's that guy at? Yeah, he needs it. Bring on the Gam Zetas, man! Like, telling dude, you, you should start a petition, dude. Not even kidding. How, That'd be awesome. How many years away are we from the 40th anniversary of uh, of uh, the last movie? Uh, no idea. <laughs> no. Hey, here's something I thought about today. Uh, just because we're in the dark side territory battle, the Arc Trooper in that TB. I really thought that when we finally got Art Trooper, it was going to be similar to that with like a badass AOE days. And mm-hmm. and instead we got the Art Trooper that we do have. I still want the Art Trooper from the Territory Battle because he is awesome and I hate him. I want the Mace from the Territory Battle. I want that too. That would be kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep, no Mace doubt. is a pretty big disappointment too. So what? which character has surprised you most? Um... Wicket is one. Oh, Wicket. Yeah, Wicket's pretty pretty wicked awesome. Um let's see. Surprise me most. I General Grievous rework. Yeah, he's pretty good. Can't disagree. Um Oh, throw him on both the disappointment and the uh surprise list because let's go uh, okay. I'm going to rechange my answer from most biggest disappointment. I think the biggest disappointment was General Grievous. Just for the mere fact, just to unlock him took That's so much point. shard shop currency because you could not buy it from Fleet when he came out. That's the only way point. to get him was Fleet currency and, or sorry, uh, shard shop currency. And the amount of character shards you had to turn in just to get one gam guard was astronomical. So when you, not gam guard, uh, general grievous shard. And when you finally unlock general grievous, he was not even usable. Yeah. He was that bad. That was a massive disappointment for what it took to get him. When he finally got put in the game, everyone was all excited. When someone finally unlocked him, we all realized how bad he was so that's a pretty big disappointment anyways back to the surprise um surprises for me i am going to have to say and it's ironic that i'm going to pick this character out of the primary squad that she is on and that's why she's my next gear 13 basil sean fallen i she has surprised me more than almost any character because she, I mean, she is the catalyst for every team that she's on, whether it's Emperor Palpatine lead or Darth Revan lead. It's not the same team without her. And it's because she prevents the ability for the enemy to inflict debuffs. She does fear. She has a nasty AOE with a ton of debuffs and she's just a freaking hoss. 
Second to her is Joe Lee, and those two metas were back-to-back, and it's kind of ironic that one of the characters were required to get the Revan character is actually kind of the character that made that team OP in the beginning. It was Joe Lee that made Jedi Knight Revan Mirror matches hell, and it was Bastlashawn Fallen that really... That, that, that was really the frustrating piece of trying to be a Jedi or a uh, Darth Revan team. Uh, even yeah. with Malak, you know, it's just, it's kind of about if you can't take care of Basil Sean, you will get wrecked. Um, so yeah, those are my two answers. I got one for you. Okay. I think when he came out, you could look at his kit and you thought, Hey, this is a really interesting kit. It really, uh, it's different than literally every character in the game. It looks good, but just looking at it when it came out wasn't didn't really give a full idea of how good B1 Battle Droid would be. Ooh, um, dude, I underestimated that character hardcore. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that I really believed yep. how good he would end up being. Hundred percent. Literally, he's he's massive. With General Grievous, he's just dude, a really no doubt him and B2 together with GG. Yep. Just ridiculously good. I think B1 is definitely one that surprised me. I'm I'm not a fan of taking characters beyond like Relic 4 or 5. I have B1 at Relic 6 because... That the, AoE is just nasty. It, it is. It's truly fan-freaking-tastic. Yes, I totally agree. No doubt. I've seen this one twice now in B- chat, so I want to throw it out there. Visus Mar, a lot of people were disappointed. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. Um, I was gonna she say, came into the game. Everyone was high on her, really excited to get that character, and you never hear about her at all anymore. Um, I was gonna say about B one. B one is kind of in that category with Jolie and Basilishan Fallen. It's not the primary character on the team, but it is kind of the character that makes the team go around. It's pretty crazy. Um, yep. Uh, just total digression. Um. Something I thought of, I was trying, I was trying to think of the perfect next character for that Admiral Akbar and Hoth Han squad. Hear me out, and this is because I was thinking about characters I was really excited about, and mm-hmm. Hermit Yoda is a absolute beast. I love me some Hermit Yoda, way better than I expected he was going to be, and I had high expectations. But think about this. Hermit Yoda giving the special special buff to Hoth Han or AA, which either, you know, calls calls in Han to stack health or calls in AA to maybe get turn meter, um, which could then possibly call in Hoth Han with an ability. Like there's just there's so much moving parts there with revives and bonus turns. Like it's not gonna kill anybody. But you, it might be a pain in the ass to kill. Um, that that sounds like that kind of sounds like fun to me. <laughs> we'll have to see how well that goes. We're in three v three, so I, I may throw it out there on defense have to give it a try. Yeah, I got another one for it. Okay, disappointment wise, hear me out here. Wampa, no. There were a group of characters that came out with a 
not a recent, but uh, a Star Wars movie that came out about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Rogue One? Not Rogue One. The other Star Wars story. Solo. Oh, uh, yeah. Literally every character from that has a place in the game, except for the person whose name is the name of the movie. Yeah, it's kind of weird, ain't it? Because you got Kira, who can lead the scoundrels. Her leader ability is the only mm-hmm. really great scoundrel leader ability, so she gets a pass. Nest. Okay. Nest speaks for herself. Fair. You've got Vandor Chewbacca, who is also has his own spots and his own viability in different squads. People have him geared. Uh, young Lando. Not a great character as far as people using him for different things, but he also has one of the best... Uh, reinforcement ships in the game. L337, great tank, fits into almost anything just because of the fact that she doesn't need synergy to be a good tank. L3 is another character that's kind of surprising at how freaking good she is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you get to the last character they introduced with that whole group of characters. Young Han Solo. Yawn. Does not fit into anything, has no place disappointment to the extreme agree how can the one the character the movie is based on be that bad just just saying i don't know that he's bad he's just underwhelming it just doesn't do anything which is maybe nothing that he does that people are like i gotta have this guy on the squad yeah that's totally true can't disagree so in that way whole movie about him the character comes in the game not that good yeah uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Zara, he had a brief moment for solo heroic AT squad. So brief, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, it, that was. Yeah, that was insanely. <laughs> His brief. ramping damage takes a bit too long. Yeah, imagine. That is true. Finn has the same type of deal. Finn doesn't feel like his ramping damage takes. Five Half years as long as yeah. is, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't forget Vandor Chewie. I mentioned him, right? Oh yeah. yes, of course you did. Um, all right, moving on to the next question. Uh, Zalanda's Gosler, I think I did better that time. Uh, do you think Galactic <laughs> uh, Galactic Republic Jedi will ever get reworked, and if so, when? And also, who do you think will be the next big event character? We've had three this year with Ray, Kylo, and Luke. Um, first question, I don't think so. I really don't. If they were going to do it, they would have already done it. I think they will rework Mace at some point because, um, it's, it's Mace. I mean, it just, it's, it's a fan thing. I think at some point they have to do it. Um, as far as Nick's- I think that Galactic Republic Jedi will get reworked, and since I'm just going to throw out dates for people to write down, and maybe one day I'll be right, we'll say July 2021, your Galactic Republic Jedi rework. There you go. Okay. I I, I don't do. think I it's happening right. this year. Nope. But I feel like they're going to wait until Lightside GOTB has been out for a while, a while, and then they'll do it. And that seems like more than enough time. That'll almost be two years. So I'm kind of conflicted because I, I feel like the next big event character would be like a Master Kenobi and Fallen it's Anakin. It's pretty simple for me, to be honest. Oh, okay. 
And it's got to be something with Mando, right? It depends. It depends on what you consider a big event character. Are legendaries big events? I think at some point the child has, to, like, the child's gonna be the character, right? Like, I will wail. I mean, uh, I think I, I still think, will wail. I don't think the child can be a standalone character. I think that I think it would be cooler myself if the Beskar Steel version of Mando was the legendary and he summoned little baby, little green gizmo in the bassinet in the summon spot. That would make more sense. That would, okay, that would actually be super cool. Yeah. I I, I could get down with that. I wouldn't mind at all. Yeah. No. And it would be just like GBA is where he's instant summoned at the start, not you have to summon them. I like it. I would be totally cool with that. Um, I, I don't know if we'll get that big of a big character from this movie, but then again, why the hell are Mando, Grief, and Cara Dune showing up? You know, I almost feel like they're setting up for something. I also saw that they're already filming season three of The Mandalorian or working on it. I saw something about that today, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, they're already. I heard they're already working on season three, which yeah. is crazy considering how many television shows and movies are not being filmed currently. And that might so, be why they're doing it, though. Yeah, I mean, go go all in. Um, so, it's going off something that was said in chat too, Disney won't let us kill the child in game. That is why I would think he would be a summonable that's character. That's a good point. Yeah. That cannot be targeted, like the turret. Or like Mon Mothma. Or if he's his own character, he'll be like Mon Mothma where you can't target him and he just runs away when he's the last person. Yeah. That, that's Immune to AOEs. <laughs> I like it. The turret cannot be hit. You can't AOE it. You can't hit it. You can't target it. That's true. That's, like that. that's why it makes sense to me that the child would be... When Mando there. uses an ability, uh, Little Green Gizmo stuns the target. Anyway. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or he can And do then heals passively or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I was going to say with the Galactic Rework Jedi, I think whenever we do eventually get Master Kenobi and Fallen Anakin, uh, early Vader, whatever you want to call him, I think that's mm-hmm. when we will see the Mace Rework. I think those will come together. Um, yeah. So Whenever we pull back around to prequel era stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to hit this next question and answer it? I need to go. Uh, I need to. My tire's flat, so I got to go air it up. I got to go make it fat again. Mm-hmm. I got you. All right. Cam from the wonderful guild Shattered Order. I know that guy. With Mando and Grief now farmable, I'm looking at gearing them up a bit to put into a bounty hunter team. What team should I be looking to create with them? And should I be looking to use them on offense or defense? Can I create an awesome bounty hunter team without Django so that he can be used with Newt? On a related note, are you guys going to do podcasts on the Mandalorian again this year? Because those were awesome. Loved them. Uh, I'll answer the second question first there. Mandalorian season two comes out. You will definitely be seeing Chosen's One podcast returning. No doubt. That is, uh, those were super fun to do, and I cannot wait to get started on those again. I, I just, 
We'll get started on them a little early and get back into that groove with uh, some Phantom Menace. It's not Phantom Menace. Oh, God, I'm not oh. watching that movie again. What is the first uh, new trilogy movie? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah, so that one. We'll, we'll get back into it and do that one. But uh, For sure. As far as the Bounty Hunter team question goes, I it's funny that you threw out the part with Django so that he can be with Newt because I was going to say uh, Mando, Grief, uh, Bosk lead, Django, and Boba Fett which would leave you a very good Zam lead, uh, Zam lead ther- thermal detonator team as your second bounty hunter team. Um, but if you're taking out Django, I'm not. Who would you want to put in there? Imbo, probably Imbo. Well, I mean, uh. Okay, so here's how I'm thinking about this. Uh, I want Django out of my bounty hunter squad. Um, and, I mean, for, for me, it's kind of Bosk, Bosk, Boba, Dangar. I think those three are absolutely awesome. And then just throw in Mando and Grief with them. Um, you could use a different lead if you want to, but Dangar is a beast. Boba is awesome. And Mando just has so much stuff aligned with uh, Django. Once you get him ready, he can just so easily replace. He can so easily replace Django that you can put Django with Newt, and then you're good to go. Um, I think, I think that's the simplest solution. Yeah, I think that's a pretty simple uh, way to go if you're not worried about having a second team. Yeah, I think Dingar's way too good with zam otherwise if you're trying to run two teams a lot of thermal detonators from dingar that you'd be missing out on and i do think imbo is also very good for that spot so you were going to run two. not to mention Um, the assault battle so the assault battle you can be tier three of the thing you they basically set it up to where you damn near have to use an embo lead with the mandalorian uh, because of the turn meter gain on counters, feeding everybody, like that's basically um, kind of what you need to do. And I, I like it. Yeah, sounds good to me. Cool. I will say this: I still all really do love <laughs> Zam. Zam thermal detonator squads are super fun. They they're pretty good, and especially in three v three, you have a lot of options to go with it. Um, yep. Sounds good. So what the next question we got? Uh, next question is, my God. It's your, it's your boy. Say, uh, say, say the name so I can see if I feel like an idiot or not. Zalandas Gossular. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel like an idiot. Um, if you could instantly <laughs> max any character in your roster besides Luke or a Galactic Legend, who would you pick? Oh, I'm going to have to go look now. All right. So I feel like there's... And there's a lot of options here. There are so many options. I'm going to go I, off of someone that I have little little to no gear on that I would want to max. Because there's so many that are close to being maxed that I wouldn't want to waste a max pass on. I like it. I'd want to I'd want to put it on someone that's low gear. We're thinking the same way. No. So. All right. So your and answer. I think I have my answer. Is? Uh, I would probably gear up. I got two answers. 
Number one, Kira. Still level gear of tier one for me. So Kira is one. Okay. <laughs> because I still don't have her to lead scoundrels. So having her maxed out would be good. Uh, the other one is someone a little newer, and that's Mon Mothma. Because Mon Mothma was 100% <laughs> who I was about to say. I was going to be very surprised if you did not, because I feel like that is the obvious answer. Uh, for, Mon Mothma is just so awesome. Her, I, I just that kit is ridiculous. She makes and then adding mm-hmm. Rebel Fighters tag, just so freaking cool. Her, the Mandalorian, and 3PO and Chewie. Those three, I desperately want Max up because their kits are all awesome. So I am going to exclude them because of how new they are, and I am going to pick someone else. Um, Joker says Cam to see if he's any good maxed out. That's a good one. I would like to know. However, I- well, if we're going to do characters I don't have unlocked, then I want to see Jen and that Luke. <laughs> well, that was specifically excluded in the question. Oh, you're right. It was. Uh, so my other answer would, well, okay. I'm going to give two. One was someone we mentioned earlier, and that is princess Leia. I desperately want to see what she can do. I think she would absolutely smash. She'd be so much fun under Akbar. Princess Leia, I think would be awesome. However, I am also going to say that I think, um, Chupio. New character, so I'm excluding Chupio. <laughs> let, let, I was going to say Rose Tico, but you already got her gear. So, ah, so funny. Um, <laughs> and Zayda. This is actually a character that's already been mentioned on this episode multiple times. Cute, cuddly, kind of dangerous. Maybe not a great shot with Nero because he sprays them all over the place, but Wicket. Wicket. I knew it. <laughs> I, I would love to see her. Like, oh, just the Ewoks. You were ahead of me on the Ewoks, man. I, I got to give you credit, but I really want to max Wicket. I do. I just love me some fun synergy teams, and I had to get on that Ewok train before everybody else. Yep. It's pretty They're awesome. Always fun. Pretty, pretty damn awesome. And it works out that they are used for so many things as far as events and c3po go so yeah no having them geared gets you a lot of return on your investment no doubt zade zadas the assault battle uh you get c3po from them Mm -hmm. and they are surprisingly good defensive team in gac corbs i hope you're joking what about young solo no, gross. I don't want that. Gross, <laughs> gross, gross, gross. Um, all right. Remember, Jada asked, do you expect gas to be in the journey guide soon? Return of the Jedi Luke event. And assuming you have a Galactic Legend meet all the JKL requirements, would you just go after the other GL or hoard for the next six months? Uh, which it will take to get the other. And see if the next pair of GLs are released. So my answer to this is pretty simple. Um, I think Gas will get introduced in September, October, about when he came out last year. They generally do a year on the gear guide. So I think you've got a few more months there before that happens. The return of Jedi Knight Luke, 
I would probably expect that maybe at the end of August, maybe beginning of September, something like that. Um, I'm trying uh, I to. Got, I got Six Six website up to help oh, with this question. Oh, oh yeah, I like it. All right, so events are supposed to go into the journey guide a year after they came out, mm-hmm. which would mean that uh, gas should go into the journey guide October 11th. Okay. Or somewhere near that. That's a little bit later than I thought it was, but okay. October. I like it. So Uh, that is that. When did the Jedi Knight Luke event come? Let me find that one. All right. So that one was very recent. Joker, I see you editing questions. uh, 6-18-2020. So... Yeah, so not sorry. June eighteenth is when it came out. I, I was so, I was sitting there thinking I was like eight six. I'm like that was like two weeks ago. Three months. Ago. If they did three months, that would mean September eighteenth. Okay. I would guess more. Four I think to it'll five. be August then. August September. You think it'll be two months? I mean, gas was very quick. It came in December after it came out in October. I so. think it'll be about six sixty-ish days. Sixty to. 60 or 70. Um, That makes sense. I can see that too. uh, So so as far as what to do after you get one GL and Jedi Knight Luke, um, so it depends. Things for you. Get some teams that you want to do. I agree you should do that. Chasing the carrot on the stick. Unless unless you went after Ray first, then you should absolutely go hard after Kylo. Um, I think even if I did go Ray first, I would still wait until like January and then do it again. That's right. So assuming they didn't announce a new one. If, if I was going after Ray, I would have deleted that app off of my phone because if I was that committed to getting the other, other galactic legend, I, I wouldn't do it. It just, I've been having fun gearing characters that I want to gear. I just I don't give a damn about Ray. I want one Galactic Legend, and then at some point I might deal with the other one. I just I don't want to do it. Um, so it kind of depends on where you're at in the game. If you're if you're like me and you just you'd rather quit than do the other Galactic Legend, then have some fun. Go gear some characters you want to gear. Uh, hoard if you want to do whatever. But it is it is so much fun to go and gear some characters that you, that you've just been wanting to gear or characters that may make an assault battle I, easier or whatever. I mean, I have literally spent this entire year gearing things that I was told to. Which is also probably part of the reason that I'm not enjoying it as much as I used to. Like when I couldn't get all of my Ewoks to gear 12 and not worry about it. Gear, being able to make your own decision on things and not chase things without setting yourself back it makes the game fun for me. And it was that was very easy for me to do when I had an alt because on my alt I did whatever the hell I wanted and I didn't worry about what the meta was. But now that I don't That's have true. an alt, I'm on my main account chasing the meta, chasing legends all the time. And that's and after I finish Kylo Ren. The plan is to go after Jedi Knight Luke, which means I'm probably going to spend this entire year gearing characters that I've been told to, not who I want to. So 
my advice would be if you get one GL, spend some time gearing what you want, wait and see if they decide to put out new Galactic Legends, and then pick which one you want from there, whether it's the Ray or whatever the other two that come out are, because you know it's going to happen eventually. Yep. So that's true. We'll see. Obi Cola, with all the advantages that Galactic Kylo has over Ray, would you ever choose Ray over Kylo to pursue? Pursue no, i.e. for light side GOTB. No, I don't think there are enough uh, free reign light side GOTB combat missions to worry about having Ray for. Well, and she doesn't seem to be as locked down as Kylo for completing waves um well it seems like when the way we do tb every day that we do it there's only one spot for a team that is not a galactic republic or a jedi there's only ever seems to be one non one mission where you get to choose who you're going to use in it yeah so if you have a decent team that doesn't not involve Galactic Legend Ray and that you're working on to do well in there. Maybe Galactic Legend Ray would do better. But if you're doing well with a different team, you're never going to du- need a second team. Yeah. At least for a long time in that territory battle. So it's not about volume so much in light side ger- territory battle as long as you have one non Jedi or Galactic Republic team that you're using. Yep. You know what I mean? So agreed. Um, all, right, all right. So before we get to the next question, I want to mention something um, that, that I meant to mention earlier in the show, and I, I did not put it in the notes. And if I don't put it in the notes, I don't talk about it. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Bryant uh, Guerra. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. So he is actually a person that created the Mandalorian group on Facebook. There's like 25,000 people in there. But did you remember seeing the story not too long ago about the six-year-old boy that like saved his sister uh, from the dog attack? Oh, no. No. Doesn't sound familiar. Um, so uh, little kid basically saved his sister's life uh, whenever a dog kind of attacked. He protected his little sister. Kid's six. Six mm-hmm. years old. Um, ended up getting his face cut up pretty good and stuff. Um, kind of a sad deal, but also like, like the kid's freaking badass hero. Like his parents should be freaking thrilled. Like that is, it's just, it, it was, uh, both kind of sad and heartwarming at the same time. But I want to give a shout out to him because they did a thing on, on that uh, Facebook group and they're pulling together some money and I th- it looks like they hit their goal, uh, which is why I wanted to mention on the podcast, cause it, you know, just kind of help make sure they hit that, but they're collecting, they're collecting funds and getting um, somebody to build a Mandalorian helmet for him and sing it to the kid, which I thought was just super awesome. Um, Nice. So, uh, if you guys are fans of that, uh, the the Mandalorian um, 
Facebook page. Go, go check that out. Uh, if you guys are already there, go check it out. But um, yeah, I thought that was super cool. So I wanted to give a shout out because that was something I, I thought was kind of awesome and great. Kind of going on a community pretty kind of tied to what we do. Just really, really awesome. No doubt. So um, moving along to joker the question editor um i'm about to finish my last cantina farm and go big on signal data planning to stock up for galactic legend requirements should i get all i need from one type then move on to the next type or mix it up um, i actually have an answer for this maybe get all needed for one relic level for everyone question mark what i was gonna answer? say if you know who you're going to gear first, that should heavily influence the answer to this question. Because you, you'll you be farming signal data while you're gearing up these characters. And you should have more than enough time to get the signal data for each character as you're gearing them to, the, to get to relics to have it ready to go when they get there. That's how it was for me, at least. So if you know that you're going to go for Kylo Ren on mass first... Uh, look up what the requirements for Relic 7 are as far as signal data and go, I myself go all of the first one, all of the second one, then all of the third one. Uh, that's just the way I do it. And But I wouldn't do all of it that you need for all of the requirements at once. Like, say you have the 13 characters you need to Relic. Do you not I worry for, about inflating your GP? Say what? Do you not worry about inflating your GP for like matching Grand Arena and stuff? Mm, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> People do worry about that though. And it's never it is been something an issue to consider. for me. I, I agree. I, I think it's overhyped. Um as far as think people being concerned about it. I have so many characters at the bottom of my roster with no gear on them that I have seven star and they're, they're just waiting for when I need to use them yeah. that I don't, my GP is not inflated. Like I'm not one of those guys that back in the day, well, it takes took top everyone, 80 though. If you're taking character like uh special or special forces, tie fire pilot, taking it to relic, he's going to be in your top 80. So he will be counting in your galactic uh, or your grand arena matchups. First, if you just waited until you're about to get Kylo and then take him up. Well, I hope that special forces TIE fighter pilot is the last one you're relicking. That's all I'm saying. So that shouldn't affect you too much when you get to that point. If he's the first one you're relicking, yeah, that's going to be a problem. But Well, that's true. But I mean, the you, last you, person that I relicked was special orders TIE fighter yeah. pilot. So I, I, I kind of agree with your answer, but also kind of disagree. I don't know. Um, as far as actual actually farming signal data, I kind of like to start with the more difficult thing first and then move to the easier stuff because the easier stuff, I mean, like the blue the, signal data, that shit stacks up pretty quickly. I mean, drop rates the problem basically I have with double that is of the other You don't stuff. need it at the beginning. Like, if it were used on every level of relics... No, I'm talking about the one that is used on every level. Like, it's double the drop rate of the right, most right. difficult okay. one. So you're saying do that one first? Yes, because it's used okay. on every one. Well, Yeah, exactly. I, That's I'm with you there. Like, I always try to keep 20 of those and then move to the green, then kind of move to the blue. Like, I try to keep... 
I always try to keep 20 of the blue, 25 of the green, and then the last one, the little crystal-looking one, I kind of farm it when I need it and kind of work from there is generally how I like to do things. Like right now, I'm not working on anything specific, so I'm just farming heavy on the crystal stuff. Like I'm trying to stack up as much as I freaking can just because it is slow farming. If I get to a point where I have to do a lot of refreshes in a day, it's going to take me much longer to get that up rather than the lower tier stuff that actually has a higher drop rate. So, um, so it kind of depends. If you're actually working on taking characters up as you go, I would say start at the bottom, kind of work your way up per gear level on characters that are actually useful. If not, I would say start by farming stuff that has the lower drop rates um, just because it does add up much slower and it would allow, you know, refreshes to kind of get you further on the other stuff, you know, You're if gonna you need had to do emergency less relic. So look That's at those relic too. levels needed for all the characters. You're not going to need as much for those of those so it'll take you a lot less time to get that if you're going for to get it in totality before you move on to another one so you're going to want to know that number when you start yeah um real quick question that i see in chat from drew is it worth to help lower gp by taking mods off unused characters i see this question a lot the answer is no or, no, say, no, are no, you no, PvE no, no. oriented or are you PvP oriented? Uh, that's a good if question. If I saw people doing that in my guild, it would be absurd. Oh, if you're doing that in territory battle, especially on those I last want few all phases, that GP oh, hell no. thrown into the territory yep. battle. Bad, bad news bears, man. Like, I ain't that's the, the like, that. that's been mm-hmm. the conundrum since GP was introduced. In in PvP, you want it low, but in territory battle, you want it high. That's so unless true. you're throwing all the stuff, all those mods back on when you go into a territory battle, which is annoying, and I wouldn't do it, then it's it's you got to swing one way or the other. And the as a guild leader, I'm always wanting more GP from the members, especially easy GP like that. Yeah. Oh, I love some so. good, G- good easy GP. Hard to pass up. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. Next question. Uh, Mil Mortez asks, "Are you guys turning up the mood tonight?" Well, of course, I, we're turning up the mood. I cannot fathom how you hear that in that song. I don't know how you don't hear it. I don't. That's the freaking... crazy part to me. So I think su- more people are on my side with this, but I don't. I cannot fathom hearing. Okay, turning okay. up the mood. All yes, right. it is turning up the mood. No, oh okay, my God. Ne- turning no, up on. the mood. Next time you listen to that song, was what's the name of the song? Return of the Return Mac? of the Mac. Okay, which is what they say. Return of the Mac is apparently what they're saying. I s- think about it instead of Return of the Mac, we're turning up the mood. I'm telling you, mood and Mac fits. don't sound anything alike. They, they don't finish the word Mac. They say Mac, Mac, Mac. Might as well be mood. So you just added a D at the end. What turning up the mood? It's like We're turning it's soft. up the mad. No, it's like, like a soft. You gotta hear the A at least. It's, it's like a soft D, kind of like it's a soft CK sound. 
I don't know how you don't hear it. I, it's I absolutely turning up the mood. I need to go listen to the song. I will admit I have not gone back to listen to it, but I can hear it in my head, and I could not imagine hearing that. I, I, I'll go back and listen to it just because it's unfair to say it's impossible to hear that without listening to it, like for real listening to it. But I don't, I don't, I, I do not see it. I don't know how you don't see it. <laughs> I'm trying to find this song in iTunes and. Well, I don't want to get copyrighted, or I'd, I would play it. <laughs> a- anyway, go listen to the song. I'm telling you, just here, we're turning up the mood. It makes a lot of freaking sense. It sounds just like it. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, I'm not sure what the turn. It just, it gets you in the mood, man. You know what I mean? It, cha- it just. I mean, it is it a good fits. song. When you hear the right lyrics. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, Drew asks, with, with as powerful as the Galactic Legend tunes are, do you think the meta will only change with next set Galactic Legend tunes? And also, no. I agree, no. Um, because Chupio already is finding ways to beat uh, Galactic Legend tunes. Really? Yeah, there's a bunch of videos on uh, YouTube of, with Chupio beating Galactic Legends. I don't really watch videos, I'll be honest. Um, no, I've just been pointed to them, and I didn't watch them. That's crazy. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, because he's kind of a beast, but... Um, is that a pun? Because he is a beast? Well, halfway. Halfway. He's a half beast. See? See what I did there? Um, <laughs> all right. With The Mandalorian being the only scheduled new content for Star Wars, aside from new books... Where do you think CG will pull from for new characters? The plethora of things that are still existing that they always go back to. They have so many options. They have so, so many Clone Wars cartoon characters options. that aren't in this game. So many uh, smaller characters from uh, the original trilogy. Trilogy, Admiral Piet. You've got the guy. What was the name of the dude that? Vader force choked. In I can't the, remember. Somebody canceled. told us in chat. Yeah, they told us in chat. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different characters. Dr. Evazan and Ponda Baba. I mean, there's so many. Five freaking Tuscans. All they need is two more, and you don't even have to name them. Like, yeah. there are a lot of places they can pull characters from. So, so what's your prediction on what they're actually going to do next? Because... For me, I feel like it's been a really long time since they touched the prequels. Like, I feel like we're still getting uh, ESB tunes. Well, or- we we are, but I'm talking about after ESB. I feel like after ESB, they almost have to go back. Because last thing we got from prequels was, I think, Padme? I can't think of anything more recent than Padme that was pre-cam. What? I guess, yeah, I guess that was pre-Padme. Or post-Padme, yeah? Yeah. Not not too much. Well, I guess Cam was Think last of the year. Phantom Menace Cam was just much... one character, though. I mean, I, I feel like they could go back and touch a whole lot there. Um, Barely, yeah, Cesar here. Barely touched Ooh, Jabba's yeah. Palace. We'd like to see some fun stuff from there. Yeah. Absolutely. On top of that... Phantom Menace barely has anything out of it. And Maul? as much as people hate that movie, Qui-Gon? there's a lot of stuff from that movie that was not is not in the game. Nab- Naboo Starfighter, pretty cool. 
Um, give me Watto. Give me a, a young Anakin. Watto would be cool. I do. Once not, again, we're getting into kids and fighting games. I do that not might want not ever happen. I do not want baby Anakin. No, please, God, no. Um, <laughs> I, I think there are some, there's some options there. Um, I, I kind of think Revenge of the Sith. Like, what if they actually touch from Revenge of the Sith? Because. I guess clone troopers are. Why well, I actually that was clone, clone troopers were more cartoons. Like they really haven't touched Revenge of the Sith at all, have they? Like not, not specifically not, in any not way. A ton. Like um, and that was a pretty good movie. I mean, that's one of the better Star Wars. You know what? Movies. It would be really I, cool. I think it would be really cool. If they added, they added Sheev Palpatine to the Galactic Republic faction. That'd be cool. That wouldn't that be crazy? That'd be interesting. Like have some sort of weird mechanic where characters deal damage to themselves, but they also gain some sort of bonus or something. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, or just like double, uh, double synergy between Sith and because you know, like. Darth Revan, uh, or some of the characters in Sith Empire have double synergy with Sith and with Sith Empire. Imagine right. Sheev bringing together a team that had uh, Sith and Galactic Republic on it. That'd be cool. Or just bring Shiv in, Sheev into the game to make Galactic Republic Jedi good. That would be really cool. Um, and it's like Zara says here, Chancellor Palpatine coming into the game would be a sign of fallen Anakin. Absolutely, that's a good point. Well, I mean, we so we have Darth Sidious. Um, they could easily go back to a rework of him and kind of re re talk about that whole era, which would be awesome. Um, Sidious is definitely a character that needs a rework. Yeah, too. he does. He does. He really does. How good he was in the early game. Oh, he now. was so good back in the day. What happened? Man? Still has one of the coolest animations. His AOE. His AOE is, is super ridiculous. badass. Yeah, no doubt. So no doubt. All right. What's the next question? Big deal. Asks what are the names of your dogs? You have more than me, so you go first. All right. So I have. They're all beagles, which is why they are, of course, Beagle Squadron. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a 17-year-old. Yes, 17. She is really getting up there. Um, she is Sierra. She is obviously the eldest member of Beagle Squadron. The second eldest is Raji. He is probably 10 or 11 at this point. Um, and then the newest member is Toby, who we've had two years now, I think. Um, that dog has anxiety out the effing wazoo. You would not believe the amount of anxiety that dog has. Um, <laughs> it is crazy. Um, Roger was the same way whenever I got him, but it kind of took a few years to kind of get that out of him. But now it, nothing, but hopefully Toby gets that way. But who's the one that brought you the squirrel? <sighs> That was Raji. So <laughs> Raji is the he's he's the middle child and he is the he is the hellion. Like Toby's the one that's scared of everything. 
Like, the only thing he does if there's thunderstorm, he'll freaking pee on the floor and won't go outside. That's the biggest issue we have with him. Sierra, we literally never have any issues with. Like, she's she's just, she's fantastic. I love her to death. Um, and it will be a very sad, sad podcast. Um, the podcast after she passes away. And I know she's getting close. She's 17, but you literally cannot tell that dog 17. It's freaking crazy. Um, <laughs> but Raji is just... He is the most athletic beagle I've ever seen. He like has perfect posture. He like that dog literally has perfect genetics um, in just about every way. But my God, he is the troublemaker. And like there's always something, whether it's him trying to bring a squirrel into the house or getting into the trash or just something stupid. It's just, it's like, if something goes wrong, we know which dog it is. They're, they're, it's not like, well, I wonder. Nope. It was like, damn it, Raji. You know, like it's, that's how things go around this house. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that covers up Beagle Squadron. Um, I'll go ahead and cover the freaking cat too, because we have four pets. Um, the cat is... The, the wife came up with the most original name. So it was the most quote-unquote original name you could possibly think of for a cat what is it gmp it's a simba oh wow what a great (laughs) guess yes i'm good yes our cat's name is simba and it it, happens yeah it it i have to give it does look like my wife it is really odd they like have the same hair color it's crazy but it is it's mean it attacks the beagles all the time um, it's, yeah. So our house is basically a circus. That's awesome. I have one dog, 12 years old named Bella. Oh, my, uh, my 12 year old black miniature dachshund. That I didn't, I did not know your dog's name was Bella. Um, so, you know, my friend, uh, who's formerly in our guild, Darth Snow, Yes. He has a three-legged wine whiner that is named Bella. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know what's funny is this? I don't know if my wife's close enough to hear this conversation. (laughs) Twilight came out the same time we got our dog. Oh. And she swears up and down she did not think of that name because she had just read all of the books. Oh, sure. It just came out of nowhere. There is no freaking way our dog was not named after the Twilight book. She's like, oh, what a weird coincidence. I'm Mm, like, yeah, okay. mm. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Let's get to the last two questions here. Big deal. When are you guys going to have Cantina Vizsla guys back on? soon hopefully i think i i've had i have an idea that i really want to throw throw uh your way no about the idea uh, i like it okay about about august what you got Uh, so i don't want to throw it to you now okay surprise we'll talk about Ooh, there might be a surprise surprise. coming i got i already got some i i already got parts of it lined up if we want to do it so okay we'll figure that out offline and then we'll uh surprise the people i like it 
We have ideas, but we just, based on the question, you could probably guess what some of those ideas are. So, okay. The last question. If you have all the capital ships, how would you split up the fighters since there aren't enough to go around? First off, keep it synergy. So, I, I will say that the two most recent Y-Wings make this question at least halfway answerable. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly, like they've gotten to where synergy fleets are so freaking good, you're crazy to not go with synergy. So like Admiral Akbar, you obviously want Hans Falcon, Piston, and Biggs as your starters. You can also go with Y-Wing as your starters. But them, and then you have Cassian, who is a beast, um, and then Phantom. Aside from that, you can stick anything else in, and it's perfectly fine. Um, I will... So here, here, here's the problem with when trying to divide these up. May sucks. Radis and the Finalizer, they don't have enough ships to complete the fleet. And then Malevolence is really good with some stuff. And then you, of course, have Negotiator, which is really good with this, with some stuff. And then you have Chimera, which is kind of your catch-all. Like, you can basically put anything under Chimera, and it's really good. Um, so I kind of think that's how I kind of would start building. Um, Gal- Roll out those First Order with the uh, First Order capital ship. Yep. Resist. You want all the droid ships and all the separatist ships with malevolence. Yep. Uh, you want, like oh. you said, your rebels under Akbar. Mm-hmm. Um, Galactic for the Republic most part, under GK. Uh, Houndstooth with Houndstooth with Chimera mixed in with some of those Empire ships. Yes, is the best way to go there. Hundred uh, percent. Then you got a bunch of ships that you can kind of fill in. Uh, I wouldn't worry too crazy much about mace and uh tarkin tarkin so mace and uh, tarkin you can basically almost entirely drop um definitely need a squad builder for ships i agree drew oh that is definitely true and i i think they've said it's coming at some point but we have currently five six seven eight capital ships you're never gonna need eight capital ships no yeah well i hope not if you're trying to build enough teams to win a bunch of territory war battles using all of your fleets, that means the other people in your guild are not pulling their weight because you should never have to use all of those ships. Right. And you're not going to be able to use them uh, efficiently enough to beat full meta teams. Mm, so That is all entirely accurate. I do not disagree with anything really you just said. The only thing that the only time that's really going to matter a lot is when we start seeing what they're doing with uh, GAC and having multiple ship defenses. Right, and that's going to be big. I, I suspect they're only going to add one additional defense. That's my guess. Is you'll end up with two defenses Correct. instead of one. Yes. I don't think they would ever go three deep. I think that not with only eight much. capital ships. I mean, yeah, if you're going exactly. three deep, basically, if you miss one, you're effed. I mean, it just kind of it, it. The fleet's just not deep enough. Fleet is one of those things that they're still trying to make a thing. It's just not really become a thing yet. 
Um, and it might at some point, and they're putting some serious effort into it because the two Y wings, I think are just, I cannot understate how big the two Y wings are. They not even just that, but you also have the, uh, Thai bomber. Yeah. The Imperial Thai. Well, here's the problem with the Thai bomber though, is it doesn't, there's not a specific spot where it fits. Um, both of the Y wings it's very clear yeah. the squad. Very they easy use to guess where they go. Right. Same with because I put I throw the Y wings. I throw these four ships into one category, and they're all very similar in the fact that they do not have pilots. But that is hyena bomber. Easy to figure out where that goes. Yes. The two Y wings. Easy to figure out where they go. I think they meant for the tie bomber to be easy to figure out where it goes, but it it's not as cut and dry as the other two or three. I love the Thai bomber. I think it's a great kit. I just, I I don't know what the hell to do with it, and it's mm-hmm. frustrating. Um, now I do think that there should, there could be some clarity with that whenever we do get the next, the the second fleet because, um, you know when you're getting to your third and fourth teams, it is going to make a pretty big difference. I mean, um. So right now you have Malevolence and Negotiator, which are your top two fleets. Then right under that, in my opinion, you have Rebels. Then under that, you have Chimera. Then under that, you have the Radis and Finalizer. Then under that, you have Tarkin and uh, Mace. Actually, under that, you have Tarkin. Then under Tarkin, you have Mace, because Mace is crap. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of how i stack them up and i you know once we're having to dig into that fourth team it is going to make a pretty considerable difference um especially chimera chimera is the uh uh chimera is kind of the wild card just because it is one of those with its ultimate ability where it just annihilates ship it is just it can make a massive difference. It can absolutely save your bacon in battles. So <laughs> turn that whole battle right around. Yep. So cool. Well, that will end the uh, question and answer segment. Woo! We made it. We made it oh, through. I, and it's, I would like to clear clear know, something up. I know what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> So before we started, JP was like, oh, like, I'm not sure there's enough to talk about. This is going to only be an hour long podcast. Maybe. I literally thought this podcast was only going to be an hour long. <laughs> and here we are. Boy, do I cont- in. continue to make myself look stupid. Yeah. I, I was you like, underestimate okay. how much we ramble and get yeah, off topic. Every freaking time. Yeah. Every time. Every single time, no doubt. But all right, so we are. Um, I do. I do. Will say this. I do think this is the first time we got through all QA questions in one episode. I do think that is true. Yes, that is probably <laughs> accurate. So we're gonna keep chugging beers and maybe something more potent. But we're gonna move over to Discord. If you are in the live chat, if you're a Patreon, you will be able to listen there. If you want, uh, only Patreons will be able to hear the next podcast, which of course will be on Patreon.com/slash/ShatteredOrder. Uh, go there if you'd like to check it out. Um, join, throw us a couple bucks each month. We would love you forever. It really does help us out. Um, if you appreciate the show, also 
and I totally understand things are crazy right now. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Um, even if you don't give anything back to us, it's like we are glad that you're listening, taking your mind off all the damned madness in the world. Thank you for listening. Um, but if you could do us a favor, go to iTunes or whatever podcasting app you use. Go and give us a review. Um, Five-star reviews really do help the show. We would love it if you would go give us a review here and maybe even a review on Chosen Ones. Like I said, next month we're going to get an episode of that out for sure. That is our goal. And um, share share the podcast. We would absolutely love you if you would do that. One of the biggest things you guys have done for us as support over all the time we've been doing this podcast is... All those reviews, they cost nothing to do. It just takes a little bit of your time to do them. But the the first name that pops up if you type Galaxy of Heroes is Shattered Order Podcast. So that is due to all of our listeners putting in reviews of what they like and what they don't like sometimes on the show. That is true. So we appreciate all those reviews because Any uh, feedback all that whatsoever. engagement in there gives more, uh, makes it easier to find us on podcast apps so 100 yep um as drew says people should go back and listen to old shows it's fun hearing about the old days of the game i completely agree with that because i do enjoy this thing i've been doing recently where i go back and find the podcast show notes for the week that corresponds to the current week (laughs) of the last three years and look at what we were talking about in those episodes it's crazy the difference of things that are going on and figuring out what just went on uh you know years ago it's super fun so if you have the time and you're interested go check out some of those older episodes and if you've never listened to episode one do yourself a favor and go listen to that just to see oh it's brutal what that was like so anyways i want to say thanks to everybody for listening once again uh blue microphones thank you for sponsoring the show and continuing to provide us with the awesome support that they do that keeps the show sounding as good as it does we appreciate them we appreciate you and we would appreciate you coming back next week for episode 208 so until then we will see you on discord later